1: Hello everyone, Zucker, you here, and before things begin here today, I just want to give you a heads up about what it is that you are about to listen to. This is not actually my podcast. This is the mystery of everything, which is actually the sister podcast to the history of everything, and it is something that is created by my wife as well as one of her co-workers. I will be appearing on some of these episodes as a guest, but this is mostly going to be my wife and her friend and any other guests that they get going and doing little deep dives into different kind of mysterious topics, some of them science-related, some of them mythos-related, some of them cryptid-related. It just entirely depends upon the subject and what it is that they're going to be getting into. And as for today's episode that you can probably see that they're going to be talking about, it is psychics, where things get really weird when it comes to history and all the times that people try to say, hey... I have powers. Totally. And then the CIA gets involved. Anyway, this is a feed swap, but if you want to listen to their podcast and find it, I am leaving a link down in the description. So by all means, please go down and check them out, follow along, and thank you all for listening.
0: Everyone, Gabby here. And I'm Bruna. And welcome to the Mystery of Everything podcast. Okay, on today's, well, first of all, before I even jump into it, today has been a day. We leave for Japan in like, well, Steve and I leave for Japan in a week at this point, And I'm in grad school because I hate myself and I might drop out next semester. Don't do that's it. That's how it's going. Um, but so if I seem off, it's literally because I'm on my 58th reason.
2: And I'm running on three hours of sleep in a dream right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I got back from Salem, Massachusetts. Shout out to the Salem Night Fair, Matt and Ryan. You guys are awesome. But yeah, I got home at two in the morning and then had to clean because I have a zoo at home. And that's what you do when you return from a trip is you clean out cages and
0: Feed and clean litter boxes and all that good stuff that we love. So I am delirious. So we're not doing like mentally or physically very well, but we're here to put on a show. Mentally, um, four out of ten. Physically, negative five? Also four out of ten. Oh, I'm on like a negative <laughs> five. We're doing great. But speaking of doing great. I don't think this segues very well. We're talking about psychics today. <laughs> so basically a few weeks ago, if you guys heard of the USO episode, which if you haven't listened to the Unidentified Submersible Objects and Underwater Alien Bases episode, I'm going to rework that title. Um, It's really long. <laughs> if you haven't heard that episode, go listen to it. Because in that episode, I mentioned that they bring on a remote viewing psychic who was like a CIA remote viewing psychic. And they made him remote view the alien the quote unquote alien base. Anyway, you're probably thinking, if you haven't listened to the episode, what the heck is a remote viewing psychic? Well, that's what we're here to answer and you guys, I literally found like a 96-page CIA like un like declassified document and a lot of this research comes from there and let me tell you, it was like diving into another world because what the heck were they talking about? I'm ready. Okay, guys, so we're, obviously this project had a name. It was done by the CIA. It was called the Stargate Project, and it was very, very real. Literally, can you imagine the world being so down bad that they decided, you know what our greatest option is? Psychics. Psychics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get why they would get there because I, I too, would get there. That That's would like be- me
2: with hypnosis. Like, uh, side note, next episode after this is going to be hypnosis, and. You know when you're just so mentally ill that you're like, huh, what can fix me?
0: Hypnosis. That reminds me of... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I personally think that hypnosis could fix me. Um, not, Not for that reason, but just if I could hypnotize all my professors to give me stellar grades, life would become exponentially easier. I know a way you can get stellar grades. The thing about this is when... I, when, when, we, when we saw the remote viewer view the alien base in the aliens episode, he, he claimed he could see inside of the base. He claimed he could see what was going on. He claimed he can see like aliens. My question is, if someone does have the ability to view inside of buildings, can they actually just turn it off? Because... If you can see inside of random people's houses and be like, ah, yes, they have a secret stash of hentai under their bed. I feel like that's a (laughs) privacy violation because I don't want anyone. That sounds like a you problem. (laughs) I mean, okay, so it's my sack of hentai, but somebody might have dead body. Well, actually, we want to see that. We would want to see that. So that could come in useful there. But I really hope remote viewing psychics can turn it off because can you imagine you're just like trying to sleep? You look over at your neighbor's house and they're like. Going at it. Doing stuff. Wouldn't be great. But anyway, back to the episode. Or like,
2: side note, I'm so sorry. Or sidetracking again. But like, (laughs) if you could hear people's thoughts, could you imagine
0: if you couldn't turn that off, how exhausting it would be? I can hear people chew and breathe and it makes me want to scream. So that would actually be my own personal hell.
2: Quick question. Would you rather... Okay, so let's say you could read someone's mind. Anytime you wanted one person. But the catch is that one person can also read your
0: mind. I'd like to read Steven's mind just to know what the heck he's thinking when he's sitting there doing nothing. And we have like 58 million things going on. Like I really but he would can love... read your mind. Yeah. He, is that OK? Yeah, because he would. Anything he hears going through my head is probably what's coming out of my mouth. Why are you just sitting there? What is wrong with you? So, I mean, he'll be fine. <laughs> I, I would not want anyone to have access to this brain of mine. It works in mysterious ways. See, that's because you can keep secrets. I word vomit.
2: You're talking to the queen of word vomit. Anyone listening knows I tell on myself for anyone, well, not anyone listening, anyone who knows me, Gabby included, I tell on myself anything and everything. You name it, I tell on myself. I have OCD. So if I feel like the least little bit guilty about something, or that I haven't shared the whole truth. I'm going to tell you. And Well, then you shouldn't be worried about it. It's so not good. No, don't be about it. It's so hard to keep some of these thoughts inside. It's okay for people to have secrets. That's what my therapist tells me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, if it's just one person. I just let Steve. Re- Here's the thing. Steve knows pretty much everything about me. I don't think I've kept any. No, I've never kept any secrets from him. So if he could read my mind, then we're Gucci. <laughs> as long as I can read his. And just. Maybe like he can read my mind and it'll be me screaming, go do what you're supposed to. It'd be so much easier to like keep him on task. Oh my God. I feel like that would work out. That would be so useful, actually. Now I'm just going to think about this. But no, I will die before (laughs)
2: someone gets access to this brain.
0: But anyway, back to the episode. We can all just collectively ruminate about the logistics of psychics together. Before we jump into the heart of Project Stargate, though, I need to give some background info on psychics. Historically because everything about psychics would have laid the groundwork for the CIA to give it a try, essentially. The classical way of thinking about psychics would have laid the groundwork. Anyway, first off, what exactly counts as a psychic? A psychic, according to the Britannica dictionary, is a person who has strange mental powers and abilities, such as the ability to predict the future, to know what other people are thinking, or to receive messages from dead people. So let's go over some abilities that count as psychic and that have been associated with different people throughout recorded history. This was a really long list, you guys. So I just kind of like tried to sum it up as quickly as I could. First off, we have astral projection, which is when someone is able to separate their consciousness from their body. And I think we talked about this last time. we discussed astral
2: projection when it comes to the shadow
0: people. Exactly. It's where they're able to see themselves outside of who they physically are and where you see those TikTok trends where people talk about waking up. And I think I mentioned them last time. They wake up when they're sleeping and they move yep. away from their bodies and they just go do whatever they wanted to do. Oh, so cool. And if you haven't seen those TikToks, then the algorithm must love you. And um, I'm happy for you. You ever enjoy since, it? Ever since we did the Shadow Man episode, I they keep post I keep getting these TikToks where it's like the shadow man, and then it says something like, If you see this, your mom's gonna die in her sleep tonight. What the fuck? So I'm on the worst side of TikTok. I don't even use the app anymore. It's actually crazy. How have awful. I not got it? I haven't got any I'm sorry, Gamp. No, it's That's fine. my bad, girl. <laughs> okay. So next up we have atmokinesis. And this is really cool. It's the ability to control the weather. We have automatic writing, which is the ability to draw or write without conscious intent. I've tried that before,
2: or at least I think I've tried that. Um, they say if you want to talk to your spirit guides that you like get a pen and paper and you meditate and then you just write down whatever comes to your mind and that's your spirit guides talking to you. I could not get that to work. I would write random words like, I don't know, cow. Pineapple. Pineapple. Pig. Pizza. I do think I do think we've talked about this before. One of my spirit guides might be a pig.
0: Yeah, you really. Respectfully. talked talked bad about them that one episode, so I, w- I would watch my back if I were you. Next up on this list, we have bilocation, which is the ability to present in two places at the same time. And apparently this is a quality of saints in the Catholic Church. Some saints that have experienced this bilocation are St. Padre Pio, who lived from 1887 to 1968. It is said that he was seen in the U.S. while physically being present in Italy. It also happened with St. Martin. Martin Porres, which is 1579 to 1639. These were all like pretty long ago. He traveled from Peru to France to China and Manila through bilocation. Um, I really want to know where they're getting these sources, though, because who was verifying the claims that he was saw? Did they just have one person say, hey, I saw you here. And then everyone just kind of believed it. If that happened in today's society, people would be like, oh, it's a body double. Yeah, literally they do that. So I don't know who verified these sources, but this is what was online. I believe We also have St. John Bishop. (laughs) He was seen in Spain while living in Italy. So honestly, guys, it's a long list. And I just gave some that I found on a Catholic website. That last name, John, might be wrong. Um, due to the fact that the E key on the computer I typed this was not working. That's why I'm giggling. It's because it's spelled B-P-S-C-P. I was like, how did you get Bishop out of that? The E key wasn't working, you guys. I must have given up. Okay. So our next psychic ability is cryokinesis. And I'm sure everybody knows this one is Deals with cold. They can control ice or cold. Energy medicine is the ability to heal with spiritual energy. Oh, that is so cool. Curse is the wishing adversity on someone and it actually happens. And you guys, my family really believes in this. And also I have this tendency to say stuff and then it happens. And I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse.
2: A quick story time. I'm so sorry. Okay. So I'm a Pisces. We all know Pisces
0: are psychic. Everyone listening just turned off their (laughs) computer. (laughs) They're like, okay, she's on with the astrology. Is she a scientist? Anywho. So
2: whenever I was younger, did I tell this story before?
0: I don't know. Oh, I'm
2: looking at you like you can read my mind. You must have told it (laughs) at
0: some point, but go for it.
2: (laughs) Okay, so whenever I was younger, and if I've told this on a previous episode, just fast forward 15, 20 seconds. But I worked at a roller skating rink. And whenever you're a teenage girl, teenage boys are mean to you. I'm sorry, but you all are. You're mean. So there was this one boy that I had a crush on, but he was also a major dick to me. And um, I, I would never wish death upon somebody. That's just not my vibe. It wasn't my vibe then. But he did piss me off to the point where I was like, I wish he would fall and break his fucking wrist. And I said that to myself. He comes into the skating rink the next day with a cast on his wrist because he fell and broke his wrist. I never use my powers again for evil after that. Um,
0: just a fun little, don't fuck with me. <laughs> Love that for you. But pretty similar <laughs> things have happened to me. So I just kind of do my best to keep quiet now. Oh, I never piss you off. No, I only use my powers for good. Sometimes. Next up on the list, ergokinesis, the ability to influence the movement of energy, such as electricity, without direct interaction, which is really cool. Hydrokinesis, the ability to control water, we oh, have I levitation. Would love that. i that. I want levitation. Float or fly? Save so much on plane tickets. Out of all these, you'd pick levitation? Yeah. Hmm. For no reason other than I would be cooler than everybody else who exists. I would want to
2: talk to animals. Is that one of them?
0: Uh, Maybe. I didn't put them all in here. I, this is literally a really quick list. This is the quick list. Or to talk to dead people.
2: I see dead people.
0: That would spook me a little bit too much, honestly.
2: You know the movie? No, the movie I don't watch I anything
0: scary. All right, people. Yell it if you know it.
2: I'll give you a few seconds. I'm sure they all yelled it. <gasps> the
0: sixth sense. <laughs> Moving on anedia which is the ability to survive without eating or drinking um actually no i want this one because i think eating is gross i don't like food i think it's inefficient i have to take time out of my day to prepare food then sit down and eat it then clean up after nope oh it tastes so good though like cheese nope the way to a girl's heart cheese I honestly am lactose intolerant. (laughs) Materialization. The ability to create objects and material or the appearance of matter from unknown sources, which would be extra useful. I could make money. But they're creating matter or are they just transferring matter because, you know, matter cannot be created or destroyed. So are they just moving it? I don't know. I have a lot of questions about these. (gasps) Mediumship. The ability to communicate with spirits. That's for you. So I have
2: a, this is a quick thing. I'm so sorry. And I need to stop apologizing for being human. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's what my therapist said too. You're just cutting therapy. <laughs> so it, matter cannot be created or destroyed, right? Right. Yes, that's the law of science. Um, We're matter. Yes. Our souls, like, and when we die, that's a, that's a cool well, thing to get into. Our like, souls
0: matter. Because our
2: bodies go back there's to the ground. There's something it can't be created or destroyed, so it's gonna be transferred. So does that mean like I don't mm-hmm. that's another episode, but just something to
0: think about. Maybe you do the episode defining the soul.
2: Ooh, that would be fun. That'd ruffle some feathers. So maybe. I'm just gonna speak from science. It'll be fine. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, we have petrification, turning someone to stone. Actually, no, I'd want this one. There's uh, prophecy, being able to foretell events. Psychic surgery, being able to remove disease in the body by using an energy incision that heals immediately afterwards, which sounds useful. I feel like your brother would want that one. No, he's literally a surgeon. He needs people to just get normally surgery to make money.
2: I, he's a healer, probably. <laughs> I feel like he, if he could just psychically remove it rather than spending all those hours... Doing what surgery people do. Take it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know him.
0: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know him like you do. He'll probably just do that and then go play video games. Honestly, yeah, maybe. He's never even met me. (laughs) (laughs) We have pyrokinesis. The ability to control fire with one's mind. Shape shifting, Being able to transform your body into another object. Oh, I would want to be a cat. That is so specific, but it suits you. You can see that. Oh, it's so be a cat. Telekinesis, the ability to exert force and influence something without any physical interaction. Witnessing, being visited by a spiritual being, which I, in the Bible, does that mean Mary had the power of witnessing if the angel came to her? If anyone knows the Bible, you guys know this story. Um, I've seen
2: ghosties. Does that mean I've seen witnessing?
0: Maybe. If I've a seen spiritual a, being. Um, a
2: soldier killed my dad when I was younger. Not, um, my dad is not dead. But five-year-old Brenna saw like a ghost stand beside the bed. I slept in between my parents, and then the ghost went and like stabbed my dad. Scared the shit out of me.
0: You are a terrifying person. Um, love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Teleportation: the ability to transfer matter or energy from one point to another, which is what I think the materialization was referencing. But we're not gonna get into that. Okay. And this last one is extrasensory perception, which is basically a sixth sense type deal. (gasps) And it's clairvoyance. The ability to see things and events that are happening far away and locate objects, places, people using that sixth sense. Sixth sense. Wow. That is a hard word to say. Okay. That is so much. And I left out so many. So maybe we'll do a podcast episode on each one one day. Not each day. That would actually... Ruined my life. I have so much to do. <laughs> but basically, the type of psychic ability that remote viewing psychics utilize was the extra sensory perception of clairvoyance. I.e. they were able to sense locations, whether there were enemy bases or battlefields. And locate the amount of people, the types of weapons, the layout, without ever having to physically go there. Okay,
2: so dumb this down for me. Remote viewing means they can just like close their eyes and they see it like an image. Of another location. That way
0: they can tell where everything's at, right? That's yeah. So a dummy sensor. Pretend okay. they have a CV screen in front of them. They're doing surveillance. But instead of a TV screen, it's just they close their eyes and they're doing surveillance. Which you can see why the CIA would think this is a useful skill. It is a useful skill. We wouldn't have to send spies physically to other countries. They just close their eyes and tell you what's going on. Does it work? Oh... <sighs> We'll get into that. (laughs) So mild sidebar, but have you guys seen Psych? The detective show where he is actually psychic. One of my favorite shows. He just had really, really, really good powers of perception. Like he could analyze his surroundings really, really well, fill in the gaps of knowledge with the information he was able to deduce using his power of observation. And that, so everyone thought he was psychic. They thought he could see things, but no, he could just read the room, essentially. Um, my theory is that the psychics were just really, really good at doing this. The reason why is we found that there were essentially some differences and we'll get into that, but not enough for them to pursue it because they did try to bring it back in the nineties. But once they did analysis, they didn't bring it back, which goes to show maybe it didn't live up to the hype. So you guys will see what happens. So is that your
2: theory With Like all psychics or is that your theory with remote viewing psychics?
0: Remote viewing psychics. Okay. Like essentially, I genuinely just believe they are really good with powers of perception. So, hmm. let's see. Okay. I'm sure we all know psychics were definitely a huge deal before the government decided to utilize them during the Cold War. Throughout history, people with various psychic gifts have popped up in the spotlight repeatedly, whether it's in a religious or a secular context. In more recent history, there has also been a wave of people that try to discredit psychics. One of them is the master of illusion himself, the great Houdini. And if you guys haven't listened to the Houdini episode of the history podcast, go do that because it'll give the context of this. Essentially, Houdini's mother died. He was so close to his mom. And when she died, he went to a psychic and the psychic claimed that he was communicating with his mother, but said something that tipped Houdini off. I think it was something religious. I think his mother was devout Catholic or Jewish or something. But what the psychic said was the diff- like wrong religion. So Houdini absolutely knew it was not his mother. And because of that, because he got defrauded like this, he made it his personal mission to go to every single um, psychic show that he could find and try to reveal their tricks essentially which is really sad actually like could you imagine that grieving your mom like you were so close to and then getting tricked and i think the person who did it was like a friend of his which probably makes it worse and even if they were trying to help lying to your friend is kind of you know well, what if to them they weren't lying because what if
2: like they had a feeling in i don't know i don't know I think psychics are real.
0: Essentially, he went so far as to publish articles and give speeches about fake mediums. And he even testified in Congress to support legislation to criminalize fortune telling. Like, that's how much Houdini hated it. Oh, he chose violence. He really did. I told you, he was so close to his mom. So, like, when this happened, he was pissed off. Anyway, enough about debunking psychics. While many people are skeptical about the legitimacy of psychics, the CIA definitely saw enough in them to not only start Project Stargate, but they even revisited the idea in the 90s. So what type of desperate conditions did the Cold War create that caused the literal central intelligence agency to think they had no better options than utilizing psychics? Well, I'm, gonna te- I'm, not, I'm not gonna reteach you history. I'm pretty sure everybody knows about the Cold War. But I will need to set the stage of exactly what was going on in this time period. So even though we're talking about the U.S. and the Soviet Union and the Cold War, we have to talk about what came before them. World War II, Germany, and the Nazis. So many things seem to go back to that little event in our modern world. I'm not even kidding. Like somehow you can just trace everything back to World War II if you tried hard enough. Anyway, the Germans had some crazy ideas back in the 1930s and 40s. Racial purity of the Aryan people, world ice theory, and, you know, the Holy Grail of Christianity. Yeah. So in the early days of the Third Reich, Adolf Hitler and his inner circle were obsessed with finding the Holy Grail. They believed the Grail could grant them supernatural powers and help them win the war. Because you have to remember, they were looking for wonder weapons. They were trying to develop anything they possibly could to ensure victory. They went all out. So they, they turned, chose violence. They Literally, unfortunately for everyone did. Terrifying times. I just, everything about World War II is so scary when you look back on it. So every time anything happens with a war, I'm like, holy shit, you know, I don't not know. Not even to,
2: no, we're not going to do that.
0: But anyway, the, the Germans turned to Otto Ron to help them find it. Ron was a German archaeologist who studied the Grail legend extensively. He was also a member of the Nazi party, and he was willing to do whatever it took to help his country win the war. The Nazis' ideology claimed that they were racially and spiritually superior to everyone else. Furthermore, they believed that the Aryan race was a direct descendant of the ancient gods and destined to rule the world. I thought wrong. Their theories were based on Nordic mythology, paganism, and occult beliefs. The Third Reich believed that magical artifacts existed and were determined to find them, creating a branch of operations tasked with finding them. Like specifically their entire job was to find magical things. Which is honestly, wasn't that in um, that one archaeology show with the guy, Harrison Ford? You're talking to the wrong gal. It's like the most famous one.
2: Archaeology show. Yeah. Oh, he's people an are liter- movie. People are probably listening to this right now and being like, "You dumb bitch!" It's blah blah blah.
0: Indiana Jones. Literally, <laughs> it's literally Indiana.
2: Ooh, I am Joe. That's so funny. I was watching this a few days ago. I literally just watched it. I was just watching it too while I was in Salem, and my mom was like, "You've never seen Indiana Jones?" And I was like, "I have, but never like sat down and watched it all the way through." Oh, this is
0: embarrassing. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure it's featured in there, in Indiana Jones, the movie that we definitely did not forget about. We know all about it. So naturally, nothing that they pursued panned out. In 1945, with the Nazi regime defeated, Regime? Regime defeated. Members of an elite U.S. scientific intelligence initiative called Operation Alsos made their way to Berlin to scoop up as much intel as possible on German military projects. In the bombed-out remains of a villa in an affluent neighborhood in southwestern Berlin, they discovered a cache of documents and artifacts that were part of the Nerb, which was Heinrich Himmler's science organization that was very well-funded. Now, the funny thing is, in the race to Berlin, both the Allies and the Soviets uncovered this information. Thus, going into the 50s, it was not just a nuclear arms race that was about to begin, but a psychic one as well. So yeah, apparently the psychic experiments of the Soviet Union and the US were because the Nazis were looking at psychics, love that. Anyway, the United States supernatural research took off in the 1950s when it set about countering Soviet mind control which was thought to be a legitimate concern at the time, and it was based at least partially off of Nazi research uncovered at UNHERP. Both the U.S. and the Soviet Union relied on the caches of Nazi research they discovered, some of which detailed experiments conducted at concentration camps, where Nazi scientists pushed human-site physiology to extremes and monitored the results. Oh, that is so fucked to even attempt to wrap my brain around. Wait until you find out where... um, C-sections and a lot of medical surgical procedures come from. That is a whole podcast episode that Steve and I have been wanting to write, but have been hesitant to write because of its graphic nature is how much the Nazis did. Like how much experimentation. That makes me
2: sick to even think about how like the human race could even be, I don't know, how it can even be possible for someone to do those things to another human
0: being. Yeah. So I'm not going to even begin to describe the experiments because they're horrifying. And it's not something I would feel comfortable putting on this podcast. But for anyone listening, feel free to look it up if you want to. Just a heads up, though, there is a lot of torture and it is graphic and disturbing. And if you already know what it is, then I'm worried about you. Why are you looking that up? You know? Anyway. There was a decorated World War II hero by the name of Ninel, known as Nina Kulajina, who was the Soviet Union's most famous psychic and was rumored to have the ability to stop an animal's heart from beating using psychokinesis, which we talked about earlier. That's the supposed ability to affect physical matter with the mind. Nina was a housewife and a former Red Army tank regiment member. In the March of, in March of 1970, she underwent monitoring for psychic abilities at. Utomsky Military Institute in Leningrad, Russia. As part of her observation, she was to stop a frog's heart that was removed and it was placed in a solution that was supposed to keep it beating for up to an hour, while scientists monitored the amount of beats the heart was doing per minute. Kulagina stopped the frog's heart in seven minutes after spending 20 minutes preparing mentally to do it. Her very next test was to accelerate the heart rate of a physician. So what happened is they were both hooked up to EKG machines, but the test was ultimately called off when the physician's heart rate actually accelerated to dangerous, dangerous levels. It is important to note that Kulajina was accused of being a fraud who had helped with, you know, rigging her psychic feats. How it, would you rig that? Um, Unless she
2: was stroking the
0: man's leg or something? No, like they... They accused her and the people who were conducting the science- Oh, they
2: accused everybody. Not just like
0: her, but- Of rigging things to make it seem like they had more promising results than they actually did. And the thing to note is that this accusation was published by a Russian newspaper called Pravda. And it went so far as to call her a fraud, like publicly. But of course, once news of this test had made it to the U.S. Department of Defense- it got a ton of attention. The interesting thing about the Soviets deciding to utilize psychic ability is that they saw mysticism in the same way they saw religion. They thought that it was an opiate of the masses according to Marxist ideology. And so they had outlawed everything deemed paranormal up until the point of starting to realize that maybe they could use this quote unquote opiate of the masses against their enemies. So in order for them to pursue anything paranormal, they did have to spend a lot of time rephrasing everything involving extrasensory perception to make it more scientific. Essentially, they were not willing to use it if it gave off any sort of supernatural connotation. Like they didn't want people to think, oh, they're not practicing science. So they were very careful about all of their wording. They framed psychokinesis as a non-ionizing electromagnetic emission from humans and they spent the 1960s studying the energy flows surrounding human beings and they had such high hopes for it that one doctor claimed that the discovery of the power behind esp would be just as impactful as the discovery of atomic energy so with all of the attention that the soviet programs were getting especially after the 1962 discovery of strong electromagnetic signal aimed at the US embassy in Moscow was discovered the US decided you know what it is time to aim our own electromagnetic signal at Moscow they they started their own studies could you imagine we do you're that. in the embassy and you're just aiming a electromagnetic pulse this th- that's that, crazy it doesn't to me. surprise me in the slightest i mean I, it, it surprises me a little bit like I don't know. what did It they sounds think, like something the U.S. would do. What, what did they think the pulse was doing? You know, did they care? No, they're like, we're going to leave it here. See if something happens eventually. But anyway, that was a lot of background. Let's get back to the psychics. This fear of Soviet mind control was reinforced by videos of American prisoners of war reciting communist propaganda. And at the, this time in history, that was terrifying. Like people did not want to hear the word communism. So of course we look back now and we think, hey, that's ridiculous. You can't just brainwash someone, but you can. Well, maybe, but it certainly looked that way when you watch these old black and white images of these prisoners of war, because you have to think these were American soldiers over there. They were fighting communism. They weren't just going to switch and decide to repeat back communist propaganda unless something definitely happened to them. And so this fear is, of course, what led us to another topic, MKUltra, which is a beast of a topic, and we'll have to address it as a full episode in the future. But I'll sum it up really quick here. This was a CIA-backed mind control program, which officially started in 1953 and ran well into the 1960s. It involved dosing American citizens with biological and chemical agents like LSD or acid, often without that individual's knowledge, which is totally fine. I mean, I'd be cool with a little free LSD. I don't know about you. I'm Gary, a you day. would flip shit. <laughs> I'm having a bad day. I feel like I could do some Or you might stuff. love it. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it's just the CIA doing normal, everyday CIA stuff. That reminds me of... Um, the Titanic,
2: the cast of the Titanic, um, they were all eating clam chowder on set and someone had dosed the clam chowder with LSD. So the entire cast of the Titanic that ate the chowder had to like go to the hospital and we're all tripping out. And, um, that would freak
0: me out. What is so the guy's bad.
2: name? DiCaprio?: uh, No, not Leo. The real man. I'm just kidding. Sorry, Leo. If you ever hear this,
0: damn.
2: He was the lead actor in the movie Twister, the best movie of all time.
0: I've seen like four movies in my entire life, so that narrows yeah, it okay. down. It's not
2: the best uh, movie buff, but that's all right. Okay, I'm getting there.
0: I'm getting there. My que- my thing is, I can't it's even Bill drink something. alcohol. Like, if I drink alcohol and I get drunk, I will ruin my own day with the anxiety. Bill Paxton. I don't he know was who that is. <sighs> Bill Paxton
2: got drugged with LSD. And instead of like waiting in the hospital with the rest of the crew, because there were hundreds of them, he just went back to his room and drank some beer and vibed.
0: I mean, honestly, that's what I would do. No, I would not. I would be panicking. I'd be pretty sure that my heart is Well, about they to didn't stop.
2: know that they were, that it was LSD. Everyone was just like, all right, let's get all of you all to the hospital who ate some of the clam chowder. Um, so they didn't know that they were tripping. They just knew that they felt weird. So he was like, eh, it's probably food poisoning. And then he just said he felt like he was vibing. Who and- drinks beer while <laughs> they have food poisoning?
0: <laughs> I mean, of everything. Good for him. But, but he anyway, rest
2: in peace.
0: Apart from drugging people with LSD, <laughs> both the Soviet Union and the U.S. government pointed to the other country's research into mind control counter mind control, and psychic phenomena in general, as justification for their own research. With each new crazy rumor, some based on actual experiments, and a lot of others were based more on disinformation campaigns, the psychic arms race picked up speed. Not to be confused with the regular arms race. It was also full steam ahead. So skipping forward some years, that brings us to Project Stargate, which was launched in 1978 as a direct response to the before-mentioned Soviet psychic energy research. The Stargate program focused primarily on remote viewing, which means they studied the use of these powers to see faraway places. It was a way to essentially spy on all enemy locations before drones and other tech were developed. The way this worked is the coordinates of a Soviet military base were given to an individual or a team that was sent to that location to act as a conduit for the viewer. So essentially... A team goes to these coordinates. The viewer is waiting around. So that could
2: be like, uh, like the psych episode. Whenever you first said it was like the psych episode, I was like, "Oh, all right. How is that? Because it's far away. Well, but no, if you they're not going. A, they're not. The, the going. viewer's not going. No. But if you have a team of people acting as a conduit or whatever that word is. Did I conduit? Yeah. Then maybe they're like, "Oh, you know, it's." The ground has sand or just little tiny things that they could pick off of and
0: like feed and make it seem like they know what they're doing. They didn't always send a team, though. Oh, that's the cool thing about it, because like it, it gets really cool. So the person who was viewing would then describe exactly what they saw at that location. The interesting thing is that there were sometimes very accurate results and descriptions that were so specific that were given by these psychics. Russell Targ and Uri Geller were two of these psychics and there was essentially an entire team that were based at the Stanford Research Institute. These psychics would sit in their offices, close their eyes, breathe deeply, and then they'd be able to name the location of Soviet missiles. The interesting part is they were occasionally right. So some people say it's random chance and like in the CIA document itself, it is literally a back and forth where they're like, oh, these people genuinely believe it's so, like, it's very, very real. And then another side where it's like, you won't believe it just because you don't want to and you don't want to give this like a salt a valid claim, even though we're seeing positive results. So it was really interesting because a lot of this document was just fighting, like internally. and Geller believed that while they were, while what they were doing was harmless, their Soviet counterparts were actively trying to cause harm to others. They believed that the Soviet attempts at mind control were more dangerous as it, sa- as it was said that they had a replica of the Oval Office. <gasps> yeah. Like they genuinely had a replica of the Oval, or at least they said they did. Yeah. That Allegedly. was filled with psychics in there 24-7 that were trying to mess with the thoughts of the president of the United States. So that's why the U.S. was justifying this research. They were like, hey... They're genuinely trying to harm us. We're just trying to see what they're doing. That's why we have psychics. It was also reported that one lab in Kharkov was shut down as the scientists over there rejected some of the more morally questionable experiments. However, Good it was for those scientists. Yeah, like they literally were like, we're not doing this because the things that they were doing in order to get results were awful. However, it was believed that another more secret lab was set up in its place, and this is where death row prisoners of the KGB were bombarded with pulsing magnetic fields to see if they would become clairvoyant.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, Gabby won't know this, but if any of you all have watched the OA, which got um, canceled, even though (laughs) shit is so good. That's the vibes that I'm getting off of this whenever they like push her to the point where she dies. You all understand. Gabby doesn't understand. <laughs> I don't
0: understand. But you all get it. That's the vibes I'm getting. Um, anyways, moving on. But many years later, Dr. Brojkinov claimed that with his project, they were able to get animals the ability to see through walls, but their brains couldn't cope with the constant magnetic fields and disintegrated. <gasps> Unfortunately, the death row prisoners were reported to have um, had faced the same fate. So that's not ideal. But- at least they thought they saw promising results. I'm trying to look for a positive spin, but I can't find one. So everything that Stargate set out to do was to simply research anything that their enemies were potentially looking into, just in case it had some viability, and it says so in the documents published on CIA.gov. Essentially, if the Soviets had the ability to remote view or use mind control of any form, they wanted to counter it as soon as possible, Just before we can cause, it can cause any dramatic losses to the American military. Like essentially what they were claiming is we just need to be able to counter this. We don't really care that much about using it the way they would. We just need to know what they're doing. So they wanted to be one step ahead. Need to get them before we get got. Essentially that. Basically. I'm pretty sure it's probably written somewhere in the CIA document. I'll reread it. Those exact words. We'll let you know. It's a direct quote. (laughs) So it was published in a 1981 issue of The Investigator that the U.S. Navy was the first armed service to look into psychics in 1952 since they were hoping that it would help them locate Soviet submarines. So like we've talked about like the CIA and other people looking into it, but the Navy themselves were like, hey, we put some of these psychics on a ship, we're never getting sunk again. So in 1961, because of the growing concerns of paranormal phenomenon, the CIA commissioned a parapsychology lab at Oxford to look into ESP. And the study came back showing that ESP was demonstrated but not understood or controllable. So it was never pursued. However, in the 1970s, concerns that the US was losing the race of ESP and clairvoyance, along with the scientific community and trusted scientific journals, such as Nature and Science, shining more light on ESP abilities, this led the US to revisit the pursuit of remote viewing and take it more seriously. Also, I'm saying ESP. And if you guys didn't pick up on it already, that is extrasensory perception. Just I did not pick up on that. Yeah, I was like, ooh, what if they didn't, what if they didn't put it together? So extrasensory <laughs> perception. Especially when Targ was able to convince more people that remote viewing might be a viable intel collection tool. So like they finally started taking it seriously because they were reading all of this information coming out about ESP. They were like, oh my God. Oh my God, what are we doing? And that is when people actually started funding the research and pushing it. So a lot of higher-ups whose names were literally redacted, you guys. I mean, it was just like a gray square. They had a lot of back and forth over this project. So one man said that parapsychology was not rooted in any fact and it lacked sustained support since it was not, it hasn't explained anything unusual or otherwise. And he was counted by the chief of special projects for the Defense Intelligence Agency, who was an aeronautical engineer. And this guy said that not all science can be explained in advance by theory. He says that for over 15 years, he's gotten strong correlations, which were too striking and well beyond chance. It is not predictable, but it is predictable on the human side when looking at psychological factors. He says that the lack of direct and easy answers should not invalidate the basic phenomenon of parapsychology.
2: Not all things can be explained in science and that's all
0: right. A lot of things in science, that's the fun thing about it—is That's um, why there are
2: theories, they can't be
0: proven. And they're all not like set in stone essentially. So basically what Except there, flat earth, that's not that's not a thing. <laughs> that theory, <laughs> no. I really want
2: to talk about- That can be
0: disproven. I really want to talk about it. Gravity's a theory. I want to talk. Well, there's a lot of different theories about how gravity works exactly because we haven't gotten it down to the exact science. And I spent a lot of time reading about gravity. I might do an episode on gravity, you guys, because let me tell you, I love gravity and the quantum <laughs> mechanics. The quantum gravity. Come on. That's so I'm cool. I'm so
2: sorry. I'm not meaning to laugh, but I just <laughs> never thought I would hear someone so seriously go, guys, I love gravity. Like, what?
0: <laughs> I love the science and the equations behind it. And that's why me and Gabby are so different. <laughs> but, guys, I'm going to include all of these arguments in here. Not all of them, but quite a chunk because they were very interesting. And just because I'm sure whether you're a skeptic or a believer, they encompa- encompass what we more than likely feel as regular people. Okay, so what did the US government really do and research? Well, I literally read 97 pages of this document to get all of this for you guys. So please appreciate me. The chapter on US attitudes starts off by saying remote viewing won't be accepted by Americans without irrefutable proof, which is true because most people don't want to believe it. It then goes on to describe the exact study that Targ did at Stanford. A remote viewer was put in a windowless lab and an SRI researcher who acted and this SRI is Stanford Research Institute. So this researcher acted as a conduit for the viewer. They retrieved one of 60 target cards from a locked safe and they departed from a location dictated on the target card. The cards were numbered 1 to 60 and were selected by the conduit using a random number function, which means that the target selected, like what he selected was not known by the interviewer or the remote viewer. And the target didn't know beforehand what he was going to select. Each target site was within a 30-minute driving time from the institute. And once the viewing time arrived, the viewer would—he was asked to draw what he envisioned at the target site and give verbal descriptions. And these were all recorded. The person at the site only had to pay attention to what they saw at the site. And once they were together, they compiled all of that data and then returned to the site to discuss the test. Once six of these tests were done, they then assigned them to judges who had to review the data and judge whether there was a success rating for each experiment, based on a scoring criteria that they worked out. Essentially, they would score it on a scale of like, you know, whatever they decided on. And each judge would decide, hey, this was significant or hey, this wasn't significant. Basically, the judges only had to determine which data packages match which data site. And they were able to do so in about half of the cases, which is honestly an amazing result for somebody just going, oh, yeah, at this side, there's this, this, this. And then. Like, they don't they don't even know what they're viewing. They're just viewing anything in that area. What number am I thinking of? Seven. Nope. Damn it. I'm sorry. I, I, can't. Thought,
2: I thought maybe we could prove it right here and now. Now I got
0: to go remove psychic off of my resume. And that shit hurts. Like, I don't have a lot on there.
2: Think of a number between one and ten.
0: Okay. Seven. Five. <laughs> I was thinking seven before, but I was like, no, 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 she'll say seven. I'm going to think five. <laughs> so a follow up to this study. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry, you
2: guys. We're in a silly It's been disproven. Mood. That is the end of the episode. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what about the CIA? All right, you can finish. <laughs> so a follow up study looked at the resolution of remote viewing. They assessed the ability of a remote viewer to identify an item concealed in a 35 millimeter film canister carried by a target person. So now they're like putting a random thing and putting it in a different location. A target person chose one of 10 random vials and went to a location and remained for 10 minutes. Then they returned to the lab where the viewer, target and interviewer all learned the contents of the canister for the first time. Again, they had judges evaluate the results. In addition to short-range experiments, Puthoff and Targ conducted long-distance experiments as well with equally significant results. In 1973, two American psychics projected their minds over long distances and accurately described secret military installations in the Ural Mountains as well as in China. The accuracy was verified by agents that were stationed in these countries. Okay, so I'm kind of getting the vibe that some of this is real. They got... They got results that made them look into it again. So I I'm just here to present the information. I'm gonna let the listeners decide what they think. So now with even with all of these so far positive results, why didn't the CIA pursue this further? Well, that can be found in the internal tension between believers in parapsychology and the non-believers. Like as I said before, everyone was fighting over it especially since they were funding it. They had to spend money for it and they didn't want to, some people didn't want to waste money on it. Others were like, no, we need to pursue this. So the U.S. Army Research Institute, or ARI, contracted the National Research Council, NRC, to review the human performance. But the way it was done was seen as biased by certain individuals. The ARI hired a civilian army psychologist and the former HR director of the Pentagon's Advanced Research Projects Agency with no one hired having any background in parapsychology. So like the people that they hired to review this had no background. They had no knowledge of parapsychology. So this led many people to be upset over the fact that the analysis failed to to derive an objective and bias assessment of the test. So essentially they're taking two people who have no knowledge of parapsychology. They're like, evaluate this and tell us if it's real. So obviously people who believed in it were upset because they were like, that's not fair. That's not an objective, unbiased assessment. The Parapsychology Association uncovered many erroneous and incomplete data sets in the NRC's report. However, this report did confirm that the military was concerned about Soviet research into parapsychology and showed that the fear of the Soviet Union beating the U.S. at something led to more military money spent on parapsychology than it otherwise would have been. It's
2: always about a race.
0: I mean, we love to race. We gotta be the best. The loves
2: to race, especially um, with Russia.
0: I think we're racing with a lot of people now because there's a lot of stuff going on. Geopolitics. Now, could you imagine being a student who studies international politics? Because that is that's what Stephen studied in, in undergrad. And that's what he was about to start his master's in but I started my master's program first. I saved him. I really did. I
2: can't even, know. that's not for Bren. I mean, more power to Steve. I love that for him, but not for Bren.
0: Yeah. So with all of these studies and fears, by the 1980s, there was far more outward support than before. So maybe we'll finally see a breakthrough, right? Yeah. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, we'll see. Instead of short bursts of support and interest, things evolved into a steady flow of interest. In fact, in 1918, remote viewers were used to aid in the hunt for General James L. Dozier, who was abducted in Verona by Italian terrorists in 1918? Yeah. You want me to Goog it? Yeah. It might be 1981. So... It's worth a Goog. Yeah. You just let me know. Put it on a t-shirt.
2: We're going to put that on a t-shirt. And if you subscribe to our Patreons,
0: you might win one. A t-shirt that says worth a Goog? It's worth a Goog. I'm into that. I'm into it. But um, they used remote viewers to aid in the hunt for General James L. Dozier, who was abducted in Verona by Italian terrorists. In 1981. Okay, that's what I was saying. It's the 1980s. Okay, so this happened in 1981. The remote viewing, however, was unsuccessful and U.S. agencies ended up frustrated with the lack of results from psychics in this instance. But it did show that they did have a willingness to try it if they thought that maybe, just maybe, it would help them. In 1984, even the Washington Post's Jack Anderson, this guy was a well-known skeptic, okay? He wrote, but there are legitimate lab projects that may eventually unlock the mysteries of the human mind. So even he was starting to maybe come around to being a viable option. I have to add something real fast. I'm so sorry. The
2: general was found. Yeah, he was found, but the psychics didn't help them. The psychics didn't do it. That would have kept me up at night. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you're going to sleep well tonight unless Mr. Shadow visits. Don't He doesn't dun. visit me. <laughs> so now that we have covered the studies that were done and the general reception of the military's research into parapsychology, we have to look at the political and military applications of the research that was done and of remote viewing as a whole. There were a lot of very optimistic goals for remote viewing, like getting rid of on the ground spies, utilizing remote viewers to gather intel, to read the minds of politicians in meetings all around the globe. Optimists hoped that it would revolutionize the way we spied on other countries.
2: I mean, could you like literally could you imagine that if we really could
0: that? I'd be sitting here right now listening to every single person's meeting. I'd be like, "Damn, guess what he said?" Oh my god! But imagine if
2: we had instead of a special weapon, we had a special weapon person.
0: Who they would literally nuke an entire city if they thought that one special weapon person was in there. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's scary. That's. I mean, yeah, it's terrifying. But like, I'm glad we don't have one. I don't think the stakes would be so freaking high if that was. A thing now. that person will be locked in a cage. Like they would flatten cities or p- could probably states to find that one person.
2: Or this person could be like, "Yep, yeah, they're they're gonna get you." And then, boom. I would hate to be that person. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that.
0: So the first actual intelligence collection operation conducted by the CIA utilized ex police commissioner and vice mayor of Burbank, California a guy by the name of Pat Price, who is today still known as SRI's most successful remote viewer. Prior to using him for this operation, he was tested by the CIA and Price was so specific that he was able to give lists of file folders locked in file cabinets at a facility 135 miles away. Has he he ever been to this facility? No, I'm assuming not, because then they would have thrown that out, right? He might have a buddy. And he was exactly right about all of it. So, do that information what you will. But no, you bring up a solid point. They never mentioned that. So, in 1974, Price was used to spy on a Soviet research and development facility. He was told to focus on a location that had a tall crane and four structures that looked like oil well derricks. He was given the coordinates and a world map with the approximate location of the facility but not told what he was supposed to see at this location. His data included a description of the crane, but it left out the oil derricks. And when he was asked why, he said it was because they were not there anymore. When they checked this, the derricks were in the process of being disassembled, but they were still visible. Maybe he was like
2: looking into the future. See,
0: that was my thought when I was writing this. I was like, uh, maybe he was in the wrong date. <laughs>
2: uh- I'm, I'm kind of siding with Price on this. I feel like maybe he was, his
0: clairvoyance was like a little bit into the future. So the general consensus of this study, though, was that while he was able to get some good information, a lot of the good info was mixed in with bad or even incomplete information. And therefore, they said it was unusable. In addition, there were no control experiments to compare the data to, so they just credited the good information to lucky guessing. It was the psych effect, essentially. So again, after this attempt, a theoretical physicist was tasked to review the information. They were really thorough about peer review, and he concluded that there was a large body of reliable experimental evidence in favor of ESP. So Price was tested again. He had to remotely view the code rooms within two foreign embassies. He was shown photos of the exterior of the embassies and even given geographical locations. Coordinates. He was able to give a lot of information about the doors, the stairs, the fireplaces, but there were also like vague and incorrect data included again. However, it was seen by the CIA as accurate enough to keep the test and the program going. So they're getting some information. They're like, OK, hey, this is great. Let's keep on going. So this is looking up, you guys. The 80s rock stars. Unfortunately, um, Price's final test involved viewing a Libyan training facility. His report gave map-like drawings and also described an underwater training facility. The information was verified and the underwater facility was also found in another agent's report. Now, the unfortunate part of this is I just talked about his last viewing. So they were making all this progress. Everything was actually moving. And guess what? Wild guess. He got got. He got fired? No, he died. Yeah, he died. He died. Um, Price died in 1975. And since then, there have been no further CIA-sponsored tests on remote viewing as an intelligence tool. Did he die of natural causes? I don't know how he died. Google. That's fishy. That's That's worth a goog. That's worth a goog. So he died in 1975. And since then, the CIA just, I guess they gave up on it. They scaled down a lot of their paranormal research due to the scrutiny that they were already receiving from involvement in the Watergate scandal. Guys, this is just unfortunate timing. Like they were making some progress. They were actually doing research. We would have had like a definitive answer, possibly. If only the Watergate scandal hadn't happened and then Price hadn't apparent <laughs>
2: heart attack. And they even have the little um quotation, bunny ears around it. In July, and this is just Wikipedia. No, this is not. This is all about heaven. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we can t- take that what you will. In July 1975, in the midst of a lengthy CIA remote viewing project related to a suspected Libyan terrorism facility, Price died of an apparent heart attack while visiting Las Vegas. Price had a history of heart disease and unhealthy living. He
0: smoked, and his breakfasts were Pop-Tarts and Coca-Cola, according to Puthoff. The unfortunate thing, though, is when you go to look up this guy's name, there's a lot of s- s- not verified sites. Yeah, this is I so, highly doubt this site's verified. Um, all about heaven.org. So, yeah, that's just one of those things, guys. He died, though. We do know that for a fact. All in all, as we watch this whole thing evolve over time, there was so much back and forth between politicians and agencies over whether it was worth pursuing. And even when results were found, skepticism held them back from digging further. Price was making a lot of headway, but then his death, along with the unfortunate timing of this Watergate scandal, held them back from pursuing anything further. I feel like Price was on to something, and then maybe they got another psychic to stop his heart. Bringing all Nina out of... Um, retirement, right? Yeah. Full circle. Full circle. So the CIA completely ended the program in 1977, and then it was turned over to the Defense Intelligence Agency, where more modest testing was done with remote viewing with the hopes of perfecting it to the point of application. But again, the Defense Intelligence Agency wasn't the CIA. They weren't like like, focused on that. So in the mid-90s, the DIA gave the program back to the CIA, who decided to make another attempt at remote viewing. And if you want to read about it, just Google an evaluation of remote viewing and an eighty a 183 page document that concludes the exact same thing that was concluded in the 1970s pops up. So you guys can go read all 183 pages because it's pretty much, you know, it's coming to the same conclusion. There was enough accurate remote viewing experiences to defy random chance. But the phenomenon was too unreliable, too inconsistent, and too sporadic to be useful for intelligent purposes. And due to this, the program was not restored. And that, folks, is the end of it. This program was rocky from the start, and I can't help but imagine what may have come from it if we had kept going with our research. Then again, with other countries also utilizing it and not coming up with more, it makes me wonder if it was being approached incorrectly or if it, all of the doubts surrounded it like surrounding it prevented us from pursuing it properly, like more, you know, we could have probably made a significant headway if we believed it. Were. You know, it's like that bias, whereas if you think something will work, you might pursue it more. But if you think it won't, you won't. You're
2: thinking of the number
0: three. No. Fuck. Oh, I, th- I was actually not thinking of any numbers. I was panicking. <laughs> <laughs> So, I do think some people are more perceptive and they're able to deduce more from certain situations. Like maybe Price was making educated guesses just the entire time. If he had a vague idea of what he was looking for, was he able to just like say, hey, this area might have oil or this area might have barrels or a crane? But like you again, said,
2: though, some of their guesses were just too good.
0: I mean, who is guessing a random crane? Like, that's not something I would think. I would be like, oh, there's a rock, maybe a shrub. There's a fence, you guys. That's what I would say. A fence. There's some sort of terrain. Maybe, you know, like there's the a sky. Dirt. Sky is outside and maybe blue at this time of day. A jar of dirt. So were the people involved in the Stanford trials able to just guess the possible locations or items? But those were a lot of items and they were so random. They were randomly generated. So I think based on how specific the studies were, guesswork might've helped, but my personal opinion, and this is an opinion, I don't know if it would have been enough to give such detailed results, you know? Cause, but then again, if we do the statistics on it, maybe it was random chance. Hopefully one day in the future, we can have more clarity on remote viewing and psychokinesis as a whole. And thank you all for listening to this extra long episode. I learned a lot. About how deep this all ran, all the way back to the Nazis. Like, I don't think it's a good look being inspired by the Nazis. But it was a different time. And it was the 70s and everybody wanted to kill each other. Understandably so? Question mark? Wait, everybody still wants to kill each other. I don't get this. No, that's still going on now. I wonder if we're going to start looking into psychics again. And if so, Brenna sounds very promising. She guessed number three and my mind was blank. So... She's I tried. There. I tried. Try my now. My psychic
2: abilities. Um, is it one through ten or one through one hundred? One through ten. Seven. Eight. <laughs> it was eight. I was telling you eight was my eyes. All right, let's try one more
0: time. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. Oh, guys, 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 guys! guys. Four. I'm <laughs>
2: so much pressure on I me. I got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much pressure. That was scary for a second. <laughs> <laughs> can okay. you imagine the pressure that they
0: were feeling? I know. Like when they were trying to find the kidnapped veteran. Oh my gosh. Oh, also, you guys, fun fact: there was a soldier, and I don't remember which war, but I do remember reading about it when I was researching this, but it was already so long I didn't want to include it. But essentially, he went to his higher-ups and he was like, hey, they're gonna send a strike on us because I I can sense it. And his Commander didn't believe him. So his commander essentially like put him through a test. He was like, okay, hey, tell me what was said in this meeting that the other higher-ups had a little while ago in another, I think it was like Boston. It was in another city. And so the soldier tells him and the commander goes and calls him up. And he's like, hey, did they discuss XYZ in the meeting? And they confirmed it. Okay. So his commander goes, and request help. He requests backup. He requests something. And they were like, this is absolutely ridiculous. We're not doing that. And then his entire unit got murdered. Like killed. Massacred. What? So I don't remember the exact details of it. I wish I wrote it down and I should have included it. But Yeah. You told know. it just then. That's enough. I know. I wish I had all these specifics though, because I was reading this like, damn. I damn. <laughs> you know? That is
2: intense.
0: This is probably one of my favorite episodes. I have recorded because I genuinely love doing the research for this I mean it was also a lot of pettiness in that CIA document like these literally they were important enough to have their names redacted were being so freaking petty to one another I'm like damn okay so do you believe in psychics I think some people are more gifted in making deductions I don't know if they can necessarily Be like a video surveillance camera where they can pick up every tiny detail. But I think some people might just be more. More gifted. Yeah, they might just be able to see or think of more things that might be more accurate to reality. I kind of feel like we're all born to an extent with gifts, but then we lose them
2: as we become adults because we suck. Do you- that's why children can see ghosts and shit. Um, or I could. I can't speak for other children. I could see ghosts when I was can little. You
0: scare me. What? But do you remember that one I think movie? Humans are born with these abilities, and we lose
2: them if you don't use it, you lose it.
0: But that one movie where it was like these babies, and they all had like really, really um, developed communication skills. They're baby geniuses. They were geniuses. And then as they got older, they lost their ability to think or do anything. And they just became babies, like toddlers. Essentially, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, my God. You guys, Google the movie Baby Geniuses. I swear it's a thing. Unless it was a fever dream I had when I was like <laughs> nine. But it's a good movie, I think. I don't know. I was nine. Also, before we go, another
2: sad story, because that's what I'm good at, is Gabby provides the science and I provide a bunch of stories that I'm probably going to repeat throughout the years. But I have a family psychic. Side note. Gabby, you can go to
0: her if you want. If she's still in business. I don't go to psychics. I like See? to predict my own destiny. but That is smart.
2: But like if you go to the psychic, you can be like, hey, don't tell me if I'm going to die or if people are going to die. Or you can be like, hey, tell me. I don't they want I are to die.
0: know if I'm going to
2: die. So my family, my mama has been going to this lady since, I don't know. Mmm. over 27 years i'm 27 so our psychic predicted that our house was gonna burn down whenever i was age five and i know what you're thinking did she, she probably s- burned it yeah down. she did not how do we know that she did not she's a good woman she predicted uh my aunt dying did uh, she kill your aunt no my aunt died of cancer she predicted me getting sick um And when I say sick, you're like, oh, Bruno, you got a cold. No, I got like a different kind of sick that we're not going to dive into. But she predicted it. Um, She predicted some other things and I'm too embarrassed to say over the podcast.
0: <laughs> but the lady knows her stuff. Can't she give me lottery numbers? No. Well, that was the point.
2: No. Um...
0: We wouldn't have to work anymore. I wouldn't
2: have to do grad school. Tell her, Please. And she predicted how many children I'm going to have. So we'll see if I actually even have children. And that'll be like the determining factor. Did she tell you when? Well, she said I'm going to um, have trouble having babes. And so I haven't gotten knocked so- up yet. And I don't. <laughs> Respectfully. James, cut I- this out.
0: I don't know how. James, you can leave it in. Um <laughs> but now that you guys got to know us so well at the end here um just make sure to subscribe to our instagram and follow us on patreon we're gonna make it we are gonna make a patreon you guys um we're just nervous we want to see how this plays out first as one does but thank you guys so much for listening make sure to email us at mystery of everything pod at gmail.com yeah. with all of your fun little supernatural stories. Email us and let us know if you like if you believe in psychics. Like or if you are a psychic. If you're a psychic,
2: um, email and tell me what number I'm thinking of right now
0: between one and a hundred. You're not gonna remember. So everyone no I think like every single number you get you'll be like I don't remember something. But I'm no, sure they're right. I, will, I just told you it. I'm going to forget. I don't remember what I ate for breakfast. That was a trick question. I don't eat breakfast.
2: (laughs) Anyways, we should probably wrap this up. Bye, guys. Bye. We love you. Hugs and kisses. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) any. You're not going to be able to turn it off.